to episode 25 of, uh, what's this called again? Banana Split? Quarter Ooh. century. Ooh, we got there. Um, I don't know if 24 is up yet. Uh, we had some issues. We realised that the last so two episodes... So previously on 24. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Just punning it um, all the way home tonight. So, yeah, we accidentally left an echo effect on <laughs> the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah, to bring an audio engineer to figure it out. Yeah, well... <laughs> An apprentice. This Not is, fully uh, qualified. <laughs> we are eternally grateful. Thank you. You're hearing the dulcet tones of Rhiannon or Rihanna. Hi, lovely to be here. What was your cosplay name? Um, it was uh, Ian, and that was also my singing name. But um, I decided to change one letter, so it's more like my real name. Nice. Oh. Now it's Ryan. Ryan. Or Ryan. I, like I still don't. I haven't figured it out. <laughs> Ryan kind of sounds like a dude's name. It's so close to Rini as well from Sailor Moon. Mm. Just putting it out there. Mm, just like putting that. it out there. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to talk about um, Rooster Teeth and Walker Stalker, the two conventions we just had in town Hell here yeah. in Sydney. Uh, we've got obviously Hazel. <laughs> Hi. And David, the chocolate to my banana split. Hazel and Brown. <laughs> oh yeah. We like your hazelnuts. We've got the almond. We've got the chocolate. I'm the banana. I don't know what's going on over. I was the vanilla ice cream. Vanilla. I don't know. I did, did, we don't have... Uh, yeah, you're the ca- caramel. Rana's more white than you, so... Uh, yeah. Am I the whitest one? Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the interesting thing I noticed. It's, I was doing some research because I had to write an article for the Rooster Teeth convention to earn my media credentials. Mm. Um and there was a bit of back and forth because I was a bit too critical. And it's like, do we want to piss them off? And I'm like, I've always done that. I don't <laughs> care. You know, I try and be as honest as I can. And uh, I pointed out that it's the first time I've read an intro to a con. You know how they give out the little organizer planner uh-huh. things? To the con. And front and center in the intro by, I think her name's Barbara. Mm. Barbara Dunkelman, yes. Yeah. It's just like, fuck yeah, let's have a good time. So it's yeah. just an F-bomb, F-bomb, she, and I'm like, wow, she, this she is a different kind of convention. She, did a, uh, she had a panel at Melbourne Nova, mm. and it's all like, yeah, it's very um, uh, very PG-13, let's keep it general yeah. events and stuff and all that. She comes on the panel, she grabs the mic, goes, what's up, you fucking <laughs> Oh, the C-bomb as well. Yeah, because like, yeah, it's, like, it's just like the Canadians and Americans are just so chuffed at how more liberal we are with, um, mm. um, times like, we start a sentence with fuck and then end it with fuck. Yeah. Oh, so she's kind of playing it up for the yeah, uh, pretty much. It's just like because she's kind of like the local rep, like she organizes. She's the social and, media lead uh, manager yeah. of Rooster Teeth. Okay, um, and she runs her own couple of podcasts um, mm. uh, there, and like yeah, she's she's sort of this like um, story of just like she was just a community member from Canada yeah. who just like ran a fan club in Toronto and just mm. got hired, and like yeah, it's just now she's a you know an internet celebrity. Um, cool. Woo. Um, but yeah, you were talking about um, the issues you were having with the media thing and um, uh, Rooster Teeth. Uh, I didn't have any issues. Um, I heard some other people did with photography. So it's not, it wasn't Rooster Teeth and it wasn't um, the organisers of Supernova. Mm. Or it was basically ICC, yeah. the rules, the International Convention Centre. Yeah. They're very strict when it comes to people filming in general mm. um, in the halls and outside because it's security, as in like terrorism and stuff which Isn't is also a private venue technically yeah so, so it's all right it is their own rules um yeah. for like you can't you can't smoke anywhere anywhere 
um, in that in, in around the building, all outside the balconies, on mm. the roof. Which is good. I'm um, fine with that. Like that. Yeah. So like you know, it's it's not in general rules. It's just they don't communicate or make it clear mm. very well, especially um, especially around conventions where you have a lot of photographers and a yeah. lot of heavy duty gear. Um, like yeah, it's just like yeah. I even look unless you're mm. not specified as media. Yeah. They will. Yeah. Just. Like, I remember even taking photos of Barbara while she was having photos taken with fans. And a volunteer came up and said, uh, you can't do that. Are you media? That's Barbara. That's specifically yeah. a Barbara rule. Yeah. Um, all the other talent is sort of like, you know, yeah, you can take a photo from afar while mm. we're getting the photos. Barbara has a social media. Uh, yeah. She's not comfortable uh, right. with that. And also it's her own personal uh, yeah, yeah. rule and stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, I didn't protest that. I was like, fair yeah. enough. That's... Uh, you're in, I know I had no leg to stand on because I'm in their private venue. Yeah. And at that time, I didn't know who she was. Mm. <laughs> I just wandered up. I happened to be standing next to her waiting for someone. And then I turned around and noticed that there was a whole bunch of people lining up to stand with her. Because it wasn't like, an, a, there was no physical, it was like she just wandered into the middle yeah. of the convention and went, okay, everyone line up it's here. It's an and, impromptu and signing. Like yeah. Everyone gets their autographed t- code, t- right. uh, codes. They're free with your ticket. Yep. You don't pay. You don't pay for signatures. Mm. You just get. It's a raffle system. Yep. So like you know, you choose which time slot of who you want particularly want to sign. Um, and also you allocate that time so everyone gets their photo with them. But I promise you, just won't see everyone. Yeah. But you get a chance to see the ones you want per day. Mm. Um, and then obviously because it's such an, an, a niche community and stuff and all that, and I think they will just impromptu you to saying like, oh, I'm here to do photos. You're signing. Yeah. And that's what I um I worked as a team leader guardian um, right. at RTX. So uh, the free runner team, which is sort of like we dealt with all the emergency and pop up things. Yeah. And literally, that was one of our duties was the impromptu signings. Wow. Um, they have their PA and stuff, and other who take the yeah. photos. And we did the management of the line control because obviously that right. line would always happen in front of a doorway or a cafe or something like that. And yeah. Then we'd have to cap the line and be the bad guys. Yeah. I did like how spontaneous it was. Like it literally popped up around me. And I, it, it took me way too long to realize what was going on. And I was like, oh, she must be famous. So I took some photos and then instantly someone was like, yeah, yeah you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay, I've got my shots. And, yeah. Well, you know, um, I was going to mm. say, by the by, I was actually at Walker Stalker. So I didn't make it to mm. RTX. Yeah. I meant to come yeah. on the Sunday. Sadly, a few yeah. things happened, so I didn't make it. Yeah. But on the Saturday, I'm wandering around in my costume at Walker Stalker Con. Awesome. So did you Someone's, only go on one day to Walker Stalker? I only went oh, on one day. Yeah. Oh. So I went and someone messages me. It's one of my friends and he knows I do cosplay. And he sent me the link that had already, like it wasn't, Saturday wasn't even finished. Someone had already written an article. I was really sure. Unless RTX oh, about started RTX. on Friday. Yeah, that was. I don't op- know. No, no. Yeah, no, you're right. They got that up real quick. That was a guy who's from Newcastle. He's got some weird name that starts with X. Um, but it's like. Xavier. Hang on, no, I it's Zeniox. Zeniox. Yeah, something like that. And uh, that was, I was impressed. I tried to add the guy, so we'll see what happens. But um, he had an article up within like hours of the convention just because of all these people that have been kicked out. Now, i got to admit, most of the article was screen caps of the Facebook posts by the photographers. But there was still, you know, a fair bit of meat in there. I know how hard it is to put together paragraphs that are readable. So mm. it took me nearly a week. I think that's the fastest I've had, like... Today's Wednesday, it was on Sunday, and I've already put it in for review. Bless you. Bless you. I'm just making fun of Rihanna because she's sneezing, and I'm just showing her the spikes. Oh, (laughs) little peaks. 
spikes. Leather spikes. That's what we want to see. Spikes are a good thing. Yeah, so he must have gone it up really quick. Um, here we go. It was published on February 3rd, 2018. Um, this is by Matt Baird. Okay, I'm completely wrong now. Uh, maybe but no, maybe this is this is P- Pixel Pop. Network. Yeah, Pixel Pop. Yeah, Pixel Party. One. So yeah, um, they're um, uh, a Sydney um, gay YouTube channel, yeah. um, something like that. And um, the issue was they brought a couple of boxes in that wasn't cleared by security. That was it. Boxes. Yeah, a couple of boxes. Just a Pixel Party. Oh, thing, a cardboard and box. And they're handing out pamphlets and stuff and all that. Oh. And because it's a YouTube, because it's this Twitch stream sponsored oh. event. Yep. It was just like a clash with like, and there were there were there were, there were um, attendees, not yep. exhibitors. He doesn't mention media. that in his article though. Exactly. So mm. that's that. It's basically just a, oh. it's 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 company policy. That's You're getting all. a scoop right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So what happened at Walker Fest? Was there any controversy or? No, actually. Not other than half the guests not turning up. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I actually didn't go for the guests. I'm Mm, more into the cosplay side of things. I went for the little mini cosplay convention, uh, sorry, cosplay competition on the Saturday, which was a lot of fun. I actually naturally, as any cosplayer does, got there after midday around 2 p.m. because I was finishing my costume. (laughs) Um, Speak for yourself. That was amazing. I I was making modifications to my clicker zombie from The Last of Us, which was a lot of Beautiful fun. game. It was amazing. Anyway, so I rocked up there. I was a bit nervous because I was by myself, but I met quite a few cosplayers that I, you know, mm. know online there, which was pretty great. Uh, it was interesting. There wasn't so much much to do. I went to the haunted house, which was fantastic. I, however, have trouble seeing in the dark. It was very dark. To one point, I almost touched an actor by accident because I had my hands out in front of me and I didn't see them. You need more carrots. Yeah, clearly. Well, anyway, um, That's so. A myth. I I don't think it is. I heard there's a particular. It isn't. No, it's not a myth. The actors in there do like to get touched. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the the rules of the um of the haunted house was don't touch the actors unless you want to get touched. And I was like, that's fine with me. So if we turned off all the lights right now, you wouldn't be able to see. Probably not very well. Uh, I actually had to let people go in front of me because I was so slow walking through. Uh, it was hilarious. At one so point, someone waved at me. I almost walked out the wrong door and someone waved at me and I assumed it was the girl ahead of me. So I was like, oh, hey, there you are. And I ran up to her. It was not the girl ahead of me. It was very scary because it was actually one of the actors in costume. And I just freaked out. I was like, oh, my God. This is such fun. <laughs> then you go in as a clicker um, stuff like that. I, I did a bit freaked I out as well. I was nice. Like, look, uh, I think one of my friends, Cliff is his name. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. loves to mess he, with people. He's a um, he's a scary clown. Mm. A lot of the time, he's awesome. You should definitely check out his cosplay if we can find his cosplay page. Well, he just has his own profile. He's he oh, doesn't care. Cliff, he's Cliff he's Dorian. the most transparent. Yeah, you just yeah, go to his awesome. personal page. All well, his photography is just up there. Well, he's done that yeah. scary clown from American Horror Story, um, which was pretty awesome. But his rule of thumb is, you know, if you want to be a scary clown. You know, scare someone that wants to be scared. Mm, if yeah. you want to be an asshole, scare someone that doesn't want to be scared. Mm. Uh, and that's how you tell the difference. So. Yeah, unlike yeah. some of the other scary, well, guys that play scary characters a lot, he tends to be pretty selective with who he <laughs> jumps on. No, no, this is perfect. <laughs> I'm really sorry. This is perfect. No, this is perfect. Oh, we've just had Hazel's mum wander in. So <laughs> that, that might um, explain the <laughs> ambience. Mom. All right, cheers. Anyway, so 
atmosphere. For Walker Stalker, I would recommend the Walk... I think the Walking Dead booth was really cool. There were a couple of games there. There was an amazing sculptural piece, like, bigger than me, of a giant hand rotting, um, that you could go up and take photos. It was like paper mache or whatever. Uh, And they had a screen where they were just showing all of the Walking Dead episodes, and I was sitting there being like, I'm not even up to this season. I stopped watching. (laughs) It just got too What got you? The farm? A lot yeah, of people dropped away in season three where they were just sitting around a farm for the entire... I yeah, gave up season, season four just mm-hmm. in the beginning of the... the oh. Sort of the res- resolution of the prison and it's like, well, we've got to leave the prison now. I'm like, okay. Yeah, season two <laughs> was the farm, season three was the prison. Yeah. Mm. It just got too... I think they gave up on the out. prison a bit too easy. But yeah, they gave it too much too easy just like mm. after the whole governor thing and it's mm. like... They got a still solid thing, just like oh, the fences are going now. Yeah, but you got to. It, it felt. It's got to feel like a natural movement. Like we need to move. We've got some um, dicing and. This is beautiful. Though. I love this. This is yeah, fantastic. yeah. It's a uh, foley <laughs> provided by. I'm watching Hazel lose her stuff. Sorry. I feel um, slack now by taking over the house and telling everyone to be quiet. It's not my house. Yeah. But uh, right. so you got to do what they got to do. Anyway, if you um, want watermelon? Have you goddamn watermelon? <laughs> it's, it's hot enough. Well, the other thing about Walker Stalker was there were a lot of um, panels, which were quite good. They were nice. They were interesting, but it was very Walking Dead heavy. Everyone there was Walking Dead heavy, and I really... Wasn't the main guests all Walking Dead? Yeah, they pretty much all were. Um, I, it, <laughs> it's serious? marketed as a zombie horror and sci-fi, so it's not like you can't cover more genres and more... But it's literally called the Walker... Stalker Con, Stalker yeah, Con, but there is so. a lot more thing. Like there are a lot more. Is it zombie a trademarked word or something, or do we need sponsorship? No, it's no, just, I just, I'm just saying it's from the guests. Genres. I just assumed it was Train to Busan. You know, another yeah. zombie film. You know, um, what was okay. it like? Z Nation or whatever. Yeah, Z. That was not Z really Nation. Good. Sorry, that was not very good. Um, but you know, there are many zombie franchises. Yeah. I'm just saying they should. Right. I felt they should have diversified more. Thing mm. that struck me most, it was a small con. It was in a mm. big, sh- you know. I'm used to Comic Con, is it? Or yeah, I was Comic Con. Yeah, I'm used to that being in there in the dome. Mm. So, so it was out at Olympic Park. It was down in Olympic Park. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, so RTX was only in two halls. The ICC, yeah. so about half the size of um, Sydney Comic Con mm. uh, last year. Um, it was a small event than last year. Mm. Um, we didn't have uh, Hideo Kojima oh. or the kind of funny group. Um, so we weren't spread out all amongst the theaters. It was all. Two centre stages, one for the um, gaming stage, one for the I, stage. I don't know if it was just me, but when I was standing, I didn't get right up to the front of the stage. You're probably fine there, but yeah. I was standing kind of in between both. Yep. And it really muddied the noise. The audio like feedback? It, yeah. Um, on the recording and stuff, and with the guest silent in the middle, it mm. worked, but obviously just with the echoes of the hall, um, obviously... It, yeah, like if you're... As, at an, the, as an attendee, you'd, you'd pick up a little bit. Yeah, if you're at the back of the crowd of either stage, you're getting... I don't think you could have heard... Yeah. Ex- you know, it was it was muddy, um, and I heard a few attendees say, "Why didn't they put one stage at one end and one at the other, like move things around a little bit?" And that the oh, I, we'll block the exits. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, not necessarily, but like, I don't know. I just thought they were a little bit too close together, which is something that happens a lot at cons. Like I remember one where there was a like a Stargate. It was Richard Dean Anderson and the guy that plays Tilk, and on another stage just over the way. Um, it was a bunch of guys from some other show and they ended up having a shout off because everyone was laughing too loud and they were carrying on and Lol. so yeah it was like a battle between the two stages so that happens everywhere well, but um, that's yeah. I guess one of the challenges the thing about RTX that I really wanted to go see was actually Wooby I don't know if you guys know what Wooby is well yeah. someone here doesn't like it 
Get out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Get out of my house, damn you. What's your view on uh, Ruby? R-W-B-Y. Um, I will admit, I did not give it a fair chance when it came out. Um, I don't know how many years ago it was. It was a while ago. Five. five yeah, five years ago. Um, I saw one episode and I said, this looks like Miku Miku Dance, but worse. <laughs> and I closed it and I never went back to it. But... Uh, and I and everybody else shared the same sentiment with me at this time. Yeah. yeah. But then, five years later, I actually do have a lot of friends that are like really into the the series. And mm. as you've told me, I, I didn't give it a fair chance, and it actually does get a lot better. Yeah, it um, does. You, you can say that about a lot of things. So it's like it's it's like it was very rough. It was very like you know um, obviously the scrutiny of like it's not real anime. It's a Western production. <laughs> um, the animation style I went it was like just cel shaded. So it was in between that whole traditional animation and CGI. Um, animation and yeah. uh, like you know it was basically like a side project of um, uh, Rooster Teeth made by you know free riders from their teams and a very small animation team that's expanded into now what's an airplane hangar for the animation team now uh, that they bought out um, why don't they use South Korea or places like no, that no because like it's, it's, it's an in-house production thing it's mm. like they they this is during the time now they've expanded like they've bought Robert Rodriguez's Studios in wow. Boston wow. like they're in three hangars now Rooster Teeth is three hang- it started off as you know when someone's spare bedroom playing Halo is now three airplane hangars of production mm. wow well uh, I was going to also add um, the first time I saw Ruby I actually made fun of it because it was so <laughs> bad the animation but if you watch the first like I'd say the th- around the third episode yep. the storyline the animation gets a lot easier to watch and you get used to it and then the story is what captures you yeah. uh, the animation does get much better in the following seasons much like My Little Pony yes exactly right yeah. um, the animation you will notice in the first season of My Little Pony tends to be uh, a bit strange mind you those are horses and they have like what four moving joints that you have to mm. animate it's pretty damn hard so uh, as I was saying, yeah, give it a try. Hold out for the first couple of episodes. If you like, uh, you know, women-led adventure stories, you will like definitely like this. And mm. if you like adventure and magic, you will like this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Barbara Dunkelman, the one you were speaking about, yeah, um, she is the voice of Yang, uh, one of the main Ruby girls oh, okay. um, mm. as well. I do like Yang. Yeah. Yang is pretty cool. The cosplay factor of Ruby, like the the um, <laughs> the creator Montium was very specific that he wanted his characters to be very cosplay friendly. Like he mm. sends out his designs for all his artists to everyone that's available and stuff. And like, yeah, really encourages. Yeah. Mm. There was a, a little bit of cosplay, but it definitely wasn't at the proportions that you get at a similar. Well, Weiss was definitely my is my favorite mm-hmm. character. Yep. Unfortunately, I can't cosplay her yet. Oh god, she's so like, oh, she's so tiny, mm. dear god. But um, I could definitely pull off a Yang, I feel very easily, with my bulk. There was a lot of cosplays on Saturday, you were only there um, on Sunday. There wasn't any like cosplay comps or anything like no. that. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first pretty, event I've ever been to. convention then. of like, panels yep. um, and presentations of like, Achievement yeah. Hunter and all that. And people were down for that because it was mm. like, okay, it's a large hall, but right in front of that stage, you couldn't get anywhere near it. I mean, no. that was... That's one of the big things my teams had to deal with was the crowd yeah. management yeah. Um, for that. Um, one of the biggest issues um, we had was um, um, the VIP ticketers. Mm. Um, so we had 500 VIP uh, tickets sold. Um, and in the original release, uh, the, the Australian community of uh, Rooster called Rooteef. Um, <laughs> this, this little group of VIPs Jeez. who bought their tickets created their own group called Milk Crew. Um, 
Hmm. Um, and they really spell this whole like is that like a Facebook group or something? High society, like we're better than the minions and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're better than all this because they're OG. Are they like from the US? Yeah. Uh, are they um, like the OG fans? They're pretty much like you know the um, you know mum's credit card kids. Right. Um, and um, and they started attacking a lot of people on Routif um, in regards to like you know like their plebs and stuff like that with a milk crew. So they made T-shirts and they went out on Saturday. And they got one of the major guests to put on the shirt and stuff like that, and like cause a whole ruckus on social media and stuff like that with the groups. Um, we're at the point where, like, you know, once the crew found they were banned from wearing the shirts um, inside, and that caused an uproar of their rights and privilege and hmm. um, stuff like that. And um, that sounds really cruel. And it was really cruel. Why would you thing. ban them from wearing their own hard? <laughs> You know, they've put sweat they, they weren't kicked out or anything like that. It's just like for photos with the guests and stuff, they just weren't allowed to wear those shirts. What was the rationale for that? Uh, you have to speak to um, the higher-ups and oh, stuff. Okay. Like, yeah, just like, off the, on the face of it, well, I don't get what... Anyway. It sounds like understand. toxic fandom. Toxic fandom. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I guess it hasn't been explained to me yet what they did that was toxic because it yeah. sounds like they were just giving... Oh, I heard they were just trolling. ripping on other people is what it sounds they like. They were just ripping on other people who weren't VIPs. Um, who weren't as privileged as them. but then the funny thing is is like the VIPs were tearing each other apart like um, at the start of stages like mm. after a panel would end they make the VIPs stand up and clear their sides to let new VIPs come in so yep. everyone gets a chance to see panels Yeah. and then we'd have all the VIPs who stand up complaining I paid this much why do I have to stand up and leave a panel it's like well these people paid the exact same money you mm. did and all that and like mm. yeah. something happened at Walker Stalker that was I don't know if you saw Peter Stein's post he won the cosplay comp yeah I was there I was in the competition with yeah, him sadly he, I didn't place but that's he got good. like a some kind of special silver pass that was yeah. supposed to let him basically get to see all the guests and you know oh really get like this. it was this really sweet yeah, pass yeah, right and then wanted. when he came back the next day they said oh no you only get to do one or two of the things that it would normally get oh let you do oh my god what the yeah, hell yeah. So, and at the time he just said okay because he's a bit of a he doesn't like to cause trouble. Yeah. Um, but he posted about it on Facebook and everyone's like, you should. The Sydney Joker one word. Yeah, yeah. He's never seen. This is what shocks me more about him than anything else. Um, there's been a bit of a article that went viral lately that Uma Thurman, um, she didn't write it, obviously, but she did an interview where she talked about how, um, yeah, Quentin Tarantino didn't do right by her in oh, a lot yeah. of ways. And he just he said, oh, I'm not going to watch... This guy's so bad, I'm not going to watch any of his movies now. And I'm like, wait, you haven't seen any of them yet? And he's like, no, I don't think I've seen any of his mm. movies. And I'm like... They're what's... iconic. I wouldn't pay for them anymore. I'm like, fuck him. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm happy. He's only got two films left. <laughs> I don't Apparently, yeah, he's going to do... I, Star I, Trek I and... Um, I, I can separate... I can't believe he's doing Star Trek. That's awesome. But I can, for <laughs> me, I can separate art from the artist. I'm not but, watching it in the theater. Um, That's it. You know, fuck him. If the postcard yeah. was good enough, like I said before, I'd, I'd pick up Hitler's postcard, you know, if it rang the right bells though when you talk about the money yeah if it goes directly to his third Reich that would be a quandary um but yeah we're talking about the Walker Stalker thing and basically he got ripped off on the prize so hopefully I think it was probably just a misunderstanding because one of the girls that was volunteer said oh we thought you would get the full package so Hopefully it's just a Yeah, I, I was told when I signed up that it would be the full package as well. Mm. They said that was the first prize. Yeah. It was hilarious. Right. They said you get a free ticket for tomorrow and it's going to be, you know, this particular standard. And I just looked at her and I was like, I'm not even here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do if I I'm not going to be here? Not that I think I'm going to win, just what do I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it would have been a waste. But, um, 
hopefully next year they give him like a free tree or something. I, I don't know if it's going to so. be every year, but yeah, he really worked the crowd. Um, that was the interesting thing. It wasn't a. It was judged by the crowd, mm. and well, they do that at Sexpo a little bit. Really? Well, they've only done once, Think. and they don't do it anymore. The cosplay comps now, Sexpo. Don't they? No. Why not? Oh, that's sad. They were really into it. The last one I went to in Sydney, which didn't happen last year, it happened the year before. Um, they were, you know, the girl that was hosting it, uh, Lucy, Lucy B. B. She, it was a really like they were quite. Oh, yeah, they were energetic and positive. I think. I think she was very robust about why it was good to have it there. So I thought I had this conversation with you. It must be no, someone else. But no. the main discussion of it was um, the winner of the comp. Yeah. Well, she she was the uh, uh, I don't know if it was that Sydney. Siren. It was um uh, or rather um. That's her. It was, it was basically on the crowd. The everyone was a big uproar on social media because the winner was a big girl dressed as Harley Quinn, and they were pretty much just fat shaming, like, "Oh, you've oh, chosen this," she's, you yeah, know, because they're pushing positive dancer, body image. By the way, as the winner for sex, I mean, that, and they're like, "Like, oh, you're, you know, it's like." I mean, that's a terrible thing, but I mean, that's the internet, unfortunately. Yes. So you're not going to stop cosplay comps just well, because some well, people. Well, they did. They actually stopped the cosplay comps. There's no cosplay comps at Sexpo anymore. Because oh, of no. that. That's ridiculous. Because of some trolls. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think that's. That, that makes sense. They're like trying a, to be responsible, but no, it's also. It's not. No. They're not being responsible. That's just. No, they've got to be. That's good. They've got to be responsible to the person who wins. If they put someone in harm's way, you've got to be aware of that. Yeah, but the, the horses bolted like that. You can't shut those doors now. Like. She won. Yeah, she did win. She, she was amazing. They can't go, oh, she didn't win, so stop being mas- nasty. It's done. No, no, she did win, and that's stop being nasty. Well, yeah. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> no, you didn't win. She did. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but to now, like, that's done. That's, she's won. You can't change it, and that's exactly. great. But so how is it helping her to not have another cosplay comp? Oh, it's to make sure no one else gets exposed to that sort of thing. Yeah. Which I, I understand that, but it just kind of, huh? to me, it just proves the trolls right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that means as soon as you get more than but six people so, you know, at Supernova. So she, she made that costume. You no, know, she worked hard. Yeah. She did. Yeah. She, you know, cosplay perceives confidence as we're playing yeah, yeah. characters. I can't yeah. believe that's the reason. Yeah. If well, it is the reason, it's the shittiest reason I've ever heard. You're yeah. punishing the cosplayers yeah. instead of it's the... It's just yeah. awful. Yeah. Well, it's also because the thing is, um, you don't want it to constantly be as well, because there's a real danger in that industry as well of, um, you know, reinforcing standard beauty, you know, beauty standards, which are actually incredibly... Mm. So it's not about what they... It's not about their body, it's about the costume. Uh, that's the idea and so, it's also the play costuming yeah yeah I mean play. how they act and mm-hmm. she, she really yeah. hammed it up so that was cool so. I really like your two opinions about something as yeah. um, two feminists uh, so, and there's a story that broke this week um, in regards to sport and stuff was um, the uh, Formula 1 has gotten rid of uh, oh, Greek girls yeah, yeah the Greek um, girls on their you know it's like, yeah. and now obviously gone on the days of the 50s and 60s where they had like bikini girls holding flags and stuff and all that now it's basically just like professional models wearing um, the appropriate countries um Attire and yeah, stuff. Yeah, usually and fully clothed. You know, to show the glamour and persuasion, like you would at a horse race or something. Mm. Like that. Yeah. But now they're getting, they've gotten rid of it because the attitude of just like not to objectify uh, women. Women. Yeah. Um, so, do you see that's a positive step taken by because it's literally a decision by a new company who's taken over the sport mm. um, or anything like that to more society standards um, yeah. or anything like that. And, yeah. um, but then we have a lot of um, uh, women um, uh, uh, complaining outright, but basically just like. The women in the industry, basically, like, you know, professional models, like, they're finding it harder and harder to get work and jobs now. Yeah. Um, there was one girl that made a post saying, look, I've been doing this for 10 years and it's an amazing job and I feel so empowered and this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Like, it's brought me all over the world and blah, blah, blah. So what the hell? How How is this a good thing? And then one of the responses was, you know, it was one of those kind of Tumblr 
yeah. kicks where it was like reshared everywhere and um, it was basically like, yeah, great, you've been fated around but you're just one standard of beauty and because you're being put on this pedestal it makes yeah. all the other women not represent it's you know mm. you're basically Absolutely. it's a toxic environment so well, i don't so know just that it's also um i believe karen actually was the one who mm. told me this if you're going to sexually objectify someone make sure it's more than one particular gender if you're going to objectify someone make sure it's equal make sure yeah. it's across all spectrums they and everyone are, is equally objectified they tried that yeah they brought up grid boys um, yeah for, well, that's for awesome i just love that phrase and it, grid it, boy. there was just that huge macho backlash sounds like a great about, superhero name and um, that, that experiment <laughs> failed to bring it gender neutral yeah and that fell, so that's why I just thought, okay, we're not going to have... Well, it sounds a lot mm. like booth babes, to be honest. Pretty uh, much. I don't see the point it's of very, booth it's exactly babes the in same a professional thing. convention. I yeah. really don't. Um, there's no point. You're there to sell your wares. Honestly, statistics show, and I'll have to find where I found, where I read this, or I will have to back I mean, Pretty much any car show you go to, every car will have a, a booth babe. Not well, anymore. I'm just saying that's there's no point, well. because... Yeah. The people who are going there to talk to those women about, aren't going to talk about the books. No. They're mm. there to hit on them. I'd rather, I want someone That's in actually detrimental to a gamer them. shirt and jeans, male or female, who's educated on the product or game they're selling, yeah. to, have a, to talk about to you know, either sell yeah. the product or... Because I don't know if you've seen those videos of um, whether it's Japan or... I think it was uh, Singapore. It was one of those big car conventions and they had like six of these girls in their little outfits and they would start just playing random techno. No matter what music they played, the girls were dancing in the same kind of disjointed android-like manner and it's just it went a bit it went all over the place because they were just like hi and doing that little wave and it was just like that's really dangerous in such an environment like japan Mm. where there is already such a problem with men not perceiving women as people Mm-hmm. It is a huge yeah, problem, problem in Japan, especially among otaku men. Yeah, they're definitely behind us in a little... Uh, well. Japan's been way behind in a cultural thing, not yeah. just the whole... Socially, they're, so, yeah. they're still very backwards compared to us. I at least in... you know. Yeah. It's like their sexual fetishes are like hidden but upfront at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it's common to read hentai on the train and stuff like that. But the way women are treated and stuff and segregated in society and how... Sex is both hidden and mm. it's really weird, like the censorship mm. of um, their um, adult industries, and um, but then the mainstream of everything else is it's so counterbalanced and counter. But then yeah. you get that grey murky kind of counter argument that oh you're being you know you're this, well, we're white but you know what I mean like we're mm. Western and dis- describing standard. standard to them and they want yeah. to do it the way they want to do it so when they can you criticise it a little bit differently when we see that they're obviously treating women there you know in a way it's that's not healthy people. so they're yeah really so why can't we wow. call uh, that and out and then they treat their sex robots more like women <laughs> yeah it's they marry pillows yeah it's it's absolutely something that especially white people are going to be told well you're just criticizing a part of their culture but yeah. it's mm. it shouldn't be a part of their culture to be honest in, in my opinion <laughs> should it be <laughs> objecting objectifying one gender mm. it should over another yeah over, over another like like that whole like grid girls thing i was just about to say well you know they are professional models. It's what they do for a living. Mm. And if they were going to objectify women, then they should objectify men as well. They yes. should have professional male models. But then you said they tried they it tried and it didn't work. Yeah. So May they just scrapped it. My yeah. approach is... It's like they got rid of all the cheerleaders in the uh, NRL. My approach is if, mm. if it's a private event, fair enough. It's a small private event. But when you're on a pedestal, when people look up to you, when you are a major player in the public eye... Mm. 
it matters what you do. Mm. It impacts everyone. Absolutely. You set the standard in your industry. And I think at that point, like, if I heard Google had topless waitresses serving their thing, like, fucking hell. They yeah. don't for that reason. Because it's not cool and it would make their female staff or, you know, mm. women workers, it would make them uncomfortable. And I think that's a valid... It's funny you bring up Google because there's that guy um, that mm. basically is trying to sue them because he got fired for complaining oh, for about memo? politically correct... Oh yeah, I, I read. I, I remember reading his memos just months yeah. back, yeah. and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, this guy just doesn't fucking get it. Yeah. <laughs> he is so ignorant and put in his own little bubble. He doesn't fucking get it. He was, I think, trying to say that men and women were biologically our brains are different, and I'm like, they are, but still, when you dissect a human brain, it is still impossible to tell for sure if it's male or female. That mm. you can't. Yeah, I think because the only physical, like when they, I remember watching a lot of Bones, like this uh, yeah. detective show, and she'd look at the body and be like, that pelvis, that's a guy or that's a girl. And that was pretty much the only way they Yeah, of course. Um, like you can't tell when you dissect a human brain. Like it's just too impossible to be able mm. to tell the person's um, sex. Like you're just looking at a brain, you can't. Yeah. Uh, so when people start saying that men and women are just you know, built differently in their brains. I just want mm. to look at the people and be like, what fucking research have you goddamn done? What do you done? think of the gymnastics um, standard then when you go to the Olympics? They've got mm. different um, competitions for the men and the women because the men are stronger, oh, so they'll okay. do more of the... That's a slightly different and and reason. Like that. That's actually yeah. really interesting because you're looking at athletes. You're yeah. looking at a complete opposite end of the spectrum. Mm. So when we talk about men are stronger than women, that's a generalization and it's dangerous because... It's actually talking about people who are on the extreme end of fitness, not the everyday person. I lift 100 kilos. Mm. Like, I can't lift 100 kilos. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> so technically, I could, you know, I would technically be stronger than you because I can, but mm. I've had training because I've invested in it. So the thing is, is that not every woman is weaker than every man. That's in the general sense of the term, in the everyday life, that sentence doesn't make sense. But when you go to athletes, then it begins to make sense because it's to do with weight class, muscle mass. Um, so, for instance, a lot of men um, build muscle more easily in certain areas, depending on what sport they're doing. I think um, that's why they have men's categories are generally considered the all category, whereas women's category are specifically targeted towards women because we only build so much muscle. We only, you know, mm. we do things a little bit differently. Uh, that isn't to say women aren't really fast or really strong we are it's just by weight it changes by size it changes mm. um and that's why you have mm. gendered divisions and they're not really categories that would generally come up in say an office in google <laughs> no there's so. nothing to do with intelligence i'm afraid yeah so i can't see what his um, issue there would be i think it's just ignorance a lot of people they hear these generalized statements and they assume it applies to everyone in all aspects and no you've really got to research where these assumptions come from and like when you hear things like that okay is it true how do i prove it and you go look for reputable studies anyway that's what hmm. i like to do okay in life where do you stand on like there's this trend now of people getting outraged online i don't know if it's really that much trend. of a trend of uh well i mean Lol about this particular thing because I don't know if it's really happening that much but you know outrage tends to jump on stuff and pretend it's like taking over the world and really it's just one or two isolated um, cases but yeah. there's been a couple of athletes that have tra um, decided to transition to yes. a different gender and yes. then want to 
join the you know, like the female the women's team. Well, that's because... Swimming team, or I think AFL is the big one. That's mm. because, um, what's interesting, it's usually trans women, I have understood this from, more so than trans men, which is really yeah. strange. Like, you just don't hear about trans men. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> Where, why is no one... Ex- You're talking you know, about a woman that wants to become a man. But if specifically trans women... I know a few. ...have this issue. They get yep. cast in the men's category mm. because technically their body produces testosterone. So... People are like, well, if you went off your medication, we wouldn't know. And mm. so you could and give yourself a head start amongst other women. You know, fair enough, that, that's, a, that's something they have to think about. The other thing that they don't like is that you're taking a drug to transition. Your hormone, yeah. estrogen, weakens you. It would make you physically weaker than other women in sport. Oh. So it doesn't actually, if you are taking it, but you have to have like... It's hard to say because you can't guarantee that person has been taking their tablets the entire time. So I get it. But I think most trans women would because it's not about the, you know, glory. But one's transition, one's gender identity. That is something, in my opinion, I don't, I couldn't I see someone I didn't know that. So if that. I took hormones and estrogen, I would be basically a lot weaker than, say, you or... Well, men technically have a lot more upper body strength than women. Women yep. have a lot of lower body strength by comparison. It's yep. just in different areas. And taking estrogen would totally negate that. Uh, it would mm-hmm. stop a lot of the muscle building speed yes. and how much you build. I thought it was more to So do, it's harder to bulk. I thought it was more to do with testosterone helping muscle build. Yeah, it does. Estrogen because limiting it. Oh, I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't know estrogen uh, would I make would it weaker. I would assume it stops the <laughs> testosterone. I'm not too oh, sure. I'm not 100 percent on this. It I would will. definitely. I think it would balance it out. But I'm mm. sure. next week we're bringing in a biochemist. Maybe they can fix the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had some issues. I did my fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not wearing What first year or second year? <laughs> uh, we tried. Uh, actually, third year. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, I can't really complain. What's your experience? You read the box. On the mic and Jamie Hi-Fi. I can't, I, can't, I can't even say I paid her with pizza because she's vegan. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I bought my own. Uh, I give you cheese. Team. I give you yeah, cheese. I'm trying to be vegan. I'm not vegan. So before you have vegan listeners saying she's eating cheese, what a fucking faker. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's hard. I agree. I think it is very hard to be vegan, especially lightening one's uh, footprint on the world is hard. Yes. Uh, as as I was saying, just to yep. finish my thing, the men's yep. category is generally always the all category. So if you don't know where someone goes, you chuck them in the your category. Mm-hmm. So if someone's non-binary, they'd be. Oh, in so the that's a competition category. where gender's not even a thing. Is that, kind is of that it a is, lot of those kind of it isn't. The Olympics, I didn't realize. Like the um, shooting, maybe they have that. Oh, actually, fun fact: women make better snipers than men. Yeah, that oh, makes yeah. sense. But like men better, shoot better the, at something, a moving target. They're better hi- helicopter pilots as well. Yeah, I really didn't know that one. Yeah. But um, yeah, there you go. Every, you know. This is to do with a distribution, you know, sample size of the best of the best. Yeah. Again, if we trained everyday people, it'd be a mixed bag. <laughs> so um, if you're looking at the best of the best, then yes, this, these, these trends stand further out uh, for specific reasons. I'm not 100% sure what they all are, but you can Google that. So yeah, okay. fun right. stuff, fun times. Good, good feedback. Uh-huh. Um, what was the other thing? So we had Walker Stalker, RTX. Something happened today about my with my favorite... Um, internet celebrity uh, Elon Musk because unlike a lot of celebrities <laughs> he actually does things yes. uh, like today he put a, his own Tesla Roadster in space um, which model? It, the Roadster oh. they've only got <laughs> they don't have a lot of models there's like three or four at the moment because so, they just bring out a truck I want a Tesla um, 
Yeah, they're pretty sweet, but the problem is if everyone's driving them, there goes my job because I'll switch to electric. <laughs> I work Actually, with yeah, what is what is the whole what is the um Tesla recharge? Oh, I think it takes like an hour or something. No, it's like how much charges. how much has that has been implemented in Sydney? Oh, oh there's so. a bunch around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen a few charge points at Hungry Jacks. There's one in <laughs> where I fill up the truck every day, uh, near Granville. And there's what's her name? Um, she's like a famous Madame Wu or so, no, that's the t- t- takeaway. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, she's, it's like one of those it's Anna Wong. It's like a fashion place. Farah Wang. Farah Wang. Wang. Oh my god. It's some Asian name. Dresses. Yeah. So I it's a you just name Madame and Grand. Oh, it's like this fancy female clothes shop with like a vaguely, vaguely Asian name. Hey, at least I didn't say Oriental. Um, but she has like two. Impressed. She has two Teslas because it's got her personal. It's got her name yeah. in the plates. Oh, and there's like actually a supercharger right there. Like I don't know if they put it in or she did, but I think that's the <laughs> sign of like all the. Right, people are buying them. They're all the, what do you call them? The personalities that are decision Absolutely. makers. No, like companies pay them. Trendsetters. They're on trendsetters, opinion Social makers. Make opinion maker, I think. Yeah. Uh, trendsetters, I think. Basically, people that are famous for just uh, being role models, and then they'll just throw stuff at them. Like, here, you're an ambassador for Range Rover or whatever it is. Yeah. And and Tesla doesn't even have to give them away. These people are lining up to buy them. So yeah. it's definitely the big. Uh, Sounds like the Hermes bag. I always thought it was Hermes. Um, Hermes, probably. Mm. I'm sorry, I am I, As soon as you say that, I just switched to Futurama. Hermes. That's the guy from... I think it's you mean Hermes? Account- yeah, it's their accountant, right? Oh, I was thinking Hermes, as in the god, messenger god from Greek mythology. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's oh, a lot of details in that show. That's a very clever show. Um, um, can yep. I butt in to correct a fact that we, we said earlier? Yep. Um, estrogen does not uh, weaken you, but testosterone helps build lean oh. muscle mass and reduce fat mass. Boom. Right. Just, just in case somebody, somebody listens and is like, oh, estrogen makes you weaker. Okay. Mic I'll drop. keep that in hand. My bad. No, no, no. no. I'm, not, I'm not calling <laughs> you out. I'm just making sure we don't. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. It's always good to fact check. Thank God for phones. Thank God for Google. Because remember, no, we're not. No one's a live fact checking. Actually, I want I want to get stuff wrong just so people write in and go, "Hey, this was wrong," and then I go, "Hey, someone listened." So, <laughs> Why, we actually, be wrong, we actually so got we our have first a natural moral debate. I got my first Facebook review. Woo! You got a Facebook review? Yeah, it was it was an in, it was an entire star, like, <laughs> one, one whole star. star, and the guy was like, "Terrible show, no chemistry at all between the hosts." So I was like, "Which episode was that?" I have no idea. So that was the problem because we've got a lot of different hosts. So I was a little confused and I did ask which episode and we'll see. There's been no response yet. And I went onto his, I'm that petty, I went onto his Facebook page and he's got all his YouTube videos and I held back. I didn't give them bad reviews, but there's a lot of him just walking around train stations and going, oh, this train's going to take four days until I get to Sydney. Oh, and you know. So I, yeah, I felt I felt a little bit better after watching his content. I was like, okay. Not, I think my yeah. favorite YouTube content was at 3 a.m. because I was thinking about buying a dryer. There's actually YouTube videos of dryers on drying cycles, and someone reviews them afterwards. And I'm sitting there, what the fuck is happening <laughs> to my a, life? That's a beautiful YouTube world. Oh my god, what happened? Oh it's 3 a.m. I fell down the YouTube hole. Wow. <laughs> so that's dryers. when when you hear this thing you about the red tube hole. Oh you know, god. when you hear that that tired old high school joke of like, "Oh, what would you do if you're a woman?" And the guys are like, "No, oh, man, 
I would sit at home all day and just play with my boobs, I swear. And I then, would pee. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I'd do as a woman would pee. What do you just feel the whole difference in... You talk to actual women, women and they're like, I was watching YouTube videos of dryers. So, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely... You, dis- we can do two things at once, you know, yeah. so we were totally doing that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, no one's saying that women don't play with their boobs all day. I mean, like, it's part While of watching us. dryers. Yeah. We're all While 30. watching dryers on dry cycles. That's re- re- resurrectable 34. That's totally what turns me on. <laughs> I know that at one point, I forgot that I was working a job in an office, and I had my hand in my shirt, yeah. holding my breast. Comfort. Comfort, yeah. And I was just going to say, that's so <laughs> something I would do. Oh. <laughs> and I was, just, I was just cupping it like a little bird, and a guy oh. looks over at my, my stall, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, shit, this is not work appropriate. Like, his face said that, or he actually verbally... Oh, yeah, like his face. So he, he just... And, yeah. and for good reason, because like, if, if, a guy, if a guy was just clutching like his bicep or something, his pecs. I'd be like, his nipples. what the hell are you doing? I think it depends on presentation. Nipples. Like if you're just going like this, I mean, maybe he hurt himself, but if he's going like this, yeah, like, no, stroking I, it, yeah, and no, it's the same with the boob, if you're just like, oh, it looks like you're injured, yeah, I wouldn't. if you're like, woo, <laughs> like in a mirror or something. I like I how Pat just did the like bend and snap sort of thing just then with the with the you know the snap part at the end with the hands right next to the breasts that was awesome is that has a that has a name oh my yeah. god yeah. have you not seen, seen that no i've Whoa. never seen it yeah yeah that's one of the I, I saw clueless and i just imagined it was a similar <laughs> oh my god no clueless is a redone version of emma oh. emma from you know who what's wrote emma? it again what's emma get out <laughs> I, I do have gaps in my pop culture history. Like, I never saw Lion King. I never saw Dharma. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And Greg? What? No, that cartoon with the girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was like this emo girl with glasses. Daria! 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 Daria. Uh, like, they re-released Blu-rays or DVDs last year, and everyone's going on about Daria. And I'm like, what's Daria? So what the did you watch on ABC when you after school, mate? James Valentine in the afternoon show. You mean Savo? Oh, yeah, old, Roger Ramjet. Yeah, Roger Ramjet, and he's yeah, man, and I don't That's know. That's it. That's it. I started playing. Diary was on 4:30 before you switch over to Simpsons. Mm. What about Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds Go. Yeah, was never a big fan. Whoa. So I was just like, "That's Naughty? cheesy." My no, brother thought they were. Really that was. I was really young yeah. for that. Gumby. The only thing I liked about Noddy was the cars. It was like Fast and Furious. <laughs> there was this episode where there was a bunch <laughs> of uh, <laughs> goblins from the other village, and they came to. The Noddy Village and stole every single car and then would just race around the woods. And I was just like, these dudes are badass. What about Postman Pat? Yeah. Come on, he's got your name. Because the new one's just like like my cat. Early in the morning when just the day is dawning. Postman Pat's a very happy man. Hey, I prefer to be associated with the guy that has a regular job and, you know, he always delivers on time than some idiot shaped like a starfish. Because that's, that's what I clocked for the second phase of my life. Okay, look, it was just, Sponge, oh, Sponge where's SpongeBob? SpongeBob was great in its heyday. Yeah. yeah. There was a heyday of SpongeBob. Ooh, <laughs> it's it's, it's like, like, like The Simpsons, how it's like only good until like Saving Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. SpongeBob was the same, except it's. It's the seasons up until the movie. Every cartoon did that. Like, Ren and Stimpy was amazing until John... Uh, that is a horrible pref- show if you're watching it with it now, with context. Oh, yes. Yeah. Although, right. I still... What context? 
You just watch it now. It's like the, the, as every, an adult. Those, oh, those now, two animals yeah, yeah, right, right, secrete yeah. sperm out of each other yeah. every episode. Yeah. No! Yeah. Yeah. And, and boogers, and it's very visceral. There's yeah. lots of bodily fluids. Very, and, yeah. um, oh, he calls very. them nose monsters or something. Yeah. yeah. And there's a whole episode where, yeah, they discover that he, um, <laughs> he if they make him... Okay, it's time for fan mail, Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best show. And I didn't get it, but I still loved it. I knew there was something edgy about it, something that was... Yeah. Just out there, the and um, I think the colonel. You know, it was kind of like a cartoon version of Mad Magazine because that was the edgiest thing I could find as a kid, mm. and then you know discovered. I was that. reading Beano. Yeah, and see, Dandy. that was English, and that was all these silly puns and. Screw you! It was, it was it was cool, but I didn't get the same kind of wry, you know. I grew up on National Lampoon's magazine. Like <laughs> eyebrow arched eyebrow <laughs> sort of thing that that Mad Magazine had in some of its. Right, it, was, it was pretty right, clever. Whereas yeah. Beano was just like. We, we're celebrating how dumb and silly we are. And Do you remember great. print, Rhiannon? Yeah. magazine talk going magazines. Your head? That's all we had. There was no... I literally <laughs> didn't have a TV until I was like nine or ten. And I then still remember the dial-up internet. Yeah. <laughs> I had Turtle Girl magazine. What about Dolly? That's not a kid's magazine. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sure it was marketed at some point. <laughs> No, I, I got like three copies of Total Girl magazine because they had like. Is that for like really young girls? For the yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Like young girls. I think it still exists, yeah. but it's. I remember trying to buy. Is that, that those ones that are like wrapped in plastic and they're full of toys and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Lip glosses. So when I was a kid, oh. they didn't have them. It was just comics. It was kids' zone and. Yeah, no, I didn't think that even was a thing. In my uni days, though, I have to say, nostalgia time, uh, I remember reading, what was it? Um, they have that free newspaper on Fridays on the Metro? Train. Is it Metro? It's the one we... Oh, MX. 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 MX, yeah, MX. and oh you flip God. to the back. In, in London, it was Metro, but yeah. Yeah, yeah and right. you flip to the back, and they have, like, Lost in Love, and I actually yeah, wrote yeah. in, I wrote in, and then I had to go away the week that apparently it came out, my friend, because I wrote in in front of a friend, oh. and I, I was texting, like, this really cute guy, so I'll get off, I think, in Taramara, so I, he was wearing, like, the cutest Clark Kent cut, glasses and cut, oh. and he was wearing a suit, and I was wearing a purple jacket at the time, so I said to him, I texted him, and I was like, to the Clark Kent that got off, you know, at this time, at this station, you're really cute, um, from Lois Lane in the purple coat. Nice. And apparently he wrote back, but oh. I was overseas. So I didn't see it. it wasn't meant to be. I love the section where they used to like count the fashionable people from like Pitt Street and um, so that's why they invented Square Tinder. and stuff and all that. Like, yeah, that was a good free magazine. Yeah. Just what wasn't happened? making any money. Uh, I remember, like, I remember, I remember the news when they cut it off um, mm. and like that, basically, because obviously it's um, city rail, state funding, and stuff and all that. And mm. just, like, no, I think it, it wasn't anything to do with the railway money. It was Daily Telegraph, like corporation that ran it. And they were just the money's all from advertising. Yeah. And I think they did the numbers and realized everyone was just on their smartphone anyway. Might so as they well. Were like, we'll put just it have online. a website, but obviously well, no one's going to the website. Stuff like that. Like. Yeah, so that's really sad. Um, I really liked reading that on the way home. Anyway, mm. <laughs> fun times. I don't think. Did you guys ever have magazines targeted at you when you were growing up as a teenager? Where, especially we had like. Ralph. Those, I don't know, I've never Zoo. seen Zoo. Oh, oh God, not Zoo. That should not be. Something. Yeah, <laughs> boys under the age yeah. of 18, dear God. Um, but I was going to say, uh, it's supposed to be like, like, didn't you have any embarrassing stories about you and your crush and shit like that? Or is that just... No, nah, just, yeah. yeah, obviously like the Dolly and Total Girl and stuff and all that. Like, obviously you got You're the free makeup thing and stuff. It was, it was, it was, it was growing up to, to Cosmopolitan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, guys magazines, like, we... Ours, like, were really, um... This was back when the video game industry was just purely yeah, guys. Hyper. 
Hyper Magazine, official um, PlayStation Magazine. There was something about for the Sega Mega Drive. I can't remember the name of it. but that Nintendo was, Power. Yeah, I was a Sega guy. Yeah. Wow. So it was always into your hobbies. And, like, guys could have hobbies, yeah. whereas I noticed the girls' magazines would tend to be more general and broad yeah. and just be like, oh, Buy a issues. dress, consumption. Pre-eminent posters. It's almost like it's if a guy has five or six hobbies that he's really into and one that he's just obsessive about, that's celebrated. Mm. Whereas if a girl is, like, super obsessive about something, it's almost a little bit like, oh, she's quirky. Well, that's, 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 that's the demographic for adults as well. Like, you mm. look at the men's section for magazines... And yeah. the female person magazines, it's just yeah. like yeah, it's like from the gossip. Yeah, obviously it carries like, on into a situation of like you know, you like that where men's like yeah. lad magazines are dead. Thank God, mm. like you know that whole industry of just like you know the adult entertainment magazines is pretty much dead. Um, or like that. But then we have like you know car mags and sport mags. Yeah, they're always going to be around. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just wonder about the psychology of that because carrying on into dating. I remember asking girls like, "Hey, so what are you passionate about?" I thought, "Oh, let's instead of just saying, hey, hmm. well, it was hot yesterday, wasn't it?" Or waiting till Christmas and yeah, then mass spamming fifty girls going, "Merry Christmas!" <laughs> That's topical, isn't it? Um, you know, I'd try something like, you know, I'm passionate about this. What's your one thing that you're super hmm. geeky about? And that would open up like, "Hey, because I'm a geek." <laughs> Um, <laughs> one of my so girlfriends awkward. online has some really but the, cute yeah the cute. number of girls that would just be like what do you mean I no. like sport and I like the sun and I was just like is this just is this a gender thing or is it have they been somehow not brainwashed but is there a culture of like dissuading women from admitting that they're passionate about something in a huge way that's I think um, hmm. I think you do bring up a point because those total those total girl magazines. I only had about two or three ever in my lifetime, yeah. um, and as I grew up, my mum she said, and like I went to I went to an all girls school and they basically hammered into us like oh women can do anything that men can do mm. don't take shit from men and at the time I was like well why does that matter like I know that yeah do yeah but then I go out into the real world and I realize how shitty it can be to women sometimes oh, yeah. and my mum you know she also kind of she would tell me at the time she's like well yes you feel like you're empowered because you're in an all girls school and so you know you feel like it's not necessary but when you go out you're going to realize that yeah. it's a man's world out there and I'm like oh, all right fine uh-huh. but you're right the total girl magazines they were literally gossip columns about your crush mm-hmm. like I the whole time I was in primary school I thought I had to have a crush <laughs> like <laughs> we went to an old girl school as well if you're straight your limit options are a little limited but well, if you're not never mind I, when I was a kid having a, having a crush meant you had an orange soda like, yeah. <laughs> and, well, I, and admitted it was Jennifer Aniston that was me. That was me. In year right. six, I'd get all the girls at Dolly Magazine. She's like, can you go get the Jennifer Aniston posters? I'm like, uh, obsessed with Rachel's hair. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, so I, I only went for the last three years was an all-girls school. The rest of it was co-ed. Yeah. I only went as a because I had to. I had no other schools to go to. <laughs> but um, in primary school, I thought I always had to have a crush on a boy. Hmm. I always had to. Um, and at that point, all of the popular guys were total shitheads. Hmm. And they were like, oh, it's all about the legs. And I'm like, you're like 12. <laughs> 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 anyway, so I, I was I was crushed on the nerdy guys. Hmm. Um, oh, that's so cruel. Because <laughs> it's just like, because women matured faster than men. And like when we were yeah. 12 and 13, 
We were still not taking notices of girls or oh, anything yeah. like that. We were with, you know, our Pokemon cards or our Game Boys or whatever, blah, blah, blah. We were mm. obsessed with our little hobbies and our little groups. Yeah. What we were doing with our boys and stuff and all that. And, like, mm. and the girls we were interested in weren't the girls around us. We were always obsessed with, like, you know, mm. the 20-year-old models and stuff. And, like, because we grew <laughs> up with that. I remember yeah, having, Jennifer Aniston and, you know, I remember having a crush, though, in, like, year five. And trying to give this girl a bag of... I went and bought a 50-cent paper bag of lollies. Remember, you could get them. (laughs) So I saw her outside of school and I freaked out because she wasn't in uniform and it was Rebecca Henderson. And Shoot, Rebecca, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. call in. No, she's probably got five kids. And anyway, so, but it's a lovely memory. Yeah, and I, no, I, and I went over and I was, I was the shyest kid in the school, but I still... Like, eventually, I think it must have taken hours before I got the courage up and went... Do you want a lolly? Oh, oh my god. god. She just I'll, turned I'll, around and went, nah, thanks, I got one. <laughs> that was it. I never asked a girl for anything uh, again. I was but a little terror in, in primary school. Like, um, I did not believe in girl germs or cooties yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, I was just like, you know, I, 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 I always, from, from, from my earliest memory, I always know I just wanted to have a girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm like, so. Well, that's it. That's all so, I wanted. I, there was no sexualization. I no, missed no, that. I, like, I missed. Like, I just wanted a just girl to hold hands with for the whole yeah. day. And, um. Yeah, it's just like this is kindergarten year one and yeah. stuff and all that. It's just like it's like if you hold my hand, I'll give you this pack of Zappos or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a transaction. Yeah, yeah. I realize now it's just like yeah, it's just like yeah, it's set, a set the tone for the next like, okay. twenty years. Yeah. yeah, but that's a really good point. Is that um, now that I'm realizing right now that it's kind of conditioned in us. For yeah, us to mm. subtly, like, it's really subtle. It was crush on guys, and even then, that carried over into crush high school for me. Yeah. where I started questioning my sexuality and I was like, oh, I, I like girls, but I like boys, but I think I like girls more, so I must be gay. And I, I felt like I also had to have a crush on girls, so I started crushing on my friends. And then I realized I'm not I'm not crushing on them, it's just being friends with them. Like, mm. I, I didn't... Un- I, it took me a while for me to understand that. Did you have strong female friendships there and stuff like that? And you feel like... Like in My Little Pony, Friendship yeah. is Magic? It's, it sounds like that. It's almost like a version of that when you've got a psychologist and you tell them everything and then there's that transference where because you're telling them so much about yourself and you trust them that these other complicated feelings get mixed up and you think you love them. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I thought, like, because I really I really liked one of my friends, I was mm-hmm. like, man, I, I like really like her. I want to date her. And then I thought, and then, like, I told another friend, and she was like, oh, you should go for it. And I'm like, no, you know what, I shouldn't, because it, 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 that's not what would happen. Like, it, it, and thinking back on it, I'm like, yeah, she was definitely not the girl for me. The idealization <laughs> is, is definitely a huge part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's only now that I'm older, and I went through a serious relationship that I realized that having a crush on anyone, let alone, like, not even just a boy is not. Because you're basically projecting what you want onto someone yeah. you're crushing. Absolutely. Who doesn't love doing that? I love doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a. I think it's a basic human. It must be one of our inbuilt things that we do. So it's really hard fun, to fight against. Fun mm. fact: so. one of the first cases of this is called courtly love, where you fall in love with someone, you idolize them, you put them on a pedestal. Uh, is recorded by a poet in ancient Greece. It's one of the first recorded ones. He used to write poems about this woman he saw at a church when they were at a church service and he fell in love with her and he wrote poems and poems about her. In the end, they never met. He realized that she would, if he ever met her, she would shatter the illusion. So she was his muse. And she lived in the same town as him and she got married, had kids and died and he never met her. 
Wow. Was that, that like, was that so like I the think first you should always act. Muse? On, um, yeah. Oh, no, it's not the first muse. It was oh. just Amy. She was his muse for that, that mm. poem, all those poems. Um, but yeah, that's called courtly love, where you put someone on a pedestal. Mm. Not necessarily. Because I definitely had issues when I was younger of fetishizing. Fetishizing. A certain race. And so that's always been something I've struggled with. Because growing up in a, the most monocultural town in Australia. Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. Or at least it had to be one of the top five. Um, yeah. There was a two. And weird, because even then, at that time, I knew, like subconsciously, I must have known I was doing it. Because I had one of my good friends, Tamara, was like the only Asian girl in the school. But I didn't see her as Asian. She was just Tamara. Like, I knew all her foibles and her personality. And that was just, I did not see that at all. It was just didn't exist after however Tomorrow many months. didn't exist as an issue. No, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> kidding, all that, that part of it just fell away. Yeah. But then when I moved to Sydney and I was doing year 11 and 12 and I was in Randwick and it was like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know, so suddenly Good I change. was, in, I went from being one of yeah, every, yeah, like what we're saying before, I just looked like every other white guy and I get there and I'm just like, ah, uh, you know, it was just, I was the only white guy and uh, yeah, so there was a little bit of that instinctual like it must be a reflex that you have that you got to try and you, you use your brain to over to compensate for because you're just like you know exotic mm. I, came yes. from, I came from England in the north um, primary school and then I moved to Wollongong and um, going to a Wollongong public school down there wow. it was like me and two Asian kids we yeah. were the ethnics of the wow. uh, it's like it's so at least you would have banded together like would that have brought you closer to the other kids that were kind of like the outsiders so you have that kind of... Yeah, so yeah, my family. circle then were the, uh, the outsiders. We were like yeah. the handball kids and the, uh, yeah. the kids who started ima- imaginations. We weren't running around for football or we were playing <laughs> just bull rush and stuff and all that. And like, you know, we you know, build bases and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Can I interject for a second? Yeah. When I was a kid and I played games like that, what we did was we pretended we had horses and we would jump sticks in the playground. Like we yes. jumps mm. at a certain height and we'd run up to it like we were riding a horse Galloping and we'd jump over it yeah. ourselves. That sounds awesome. Did you fulfill fun. your equestrian equ- dreams at a later life? Um, <laughs> we had imaginary horses, so we, we would take turns riding different horses, apparently. Aww. It was really cute. I would have so needed like a mat on the other side of the thing because I would have just... <laughs> Flung myself into a tree. The amount of times someone but, fell over on the stick was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was more into role playing as a Pokemon, I must admit. Whoa! Wow. So he's showing that an eight. So you, when I was, what, 13 or something, I don't think Pokemon was even. I remember Magic the Gathering was just coming out. Oh, you're old. Yeah, see? Wow. And I was like, oh, nerds. <laughs> oh, I'm a real nerd because I played Dungeons and Dragons, first, first edition. So yeah, that was that was always one of the outsiders, and then moving here, I finally got to play with the sporty kids. But that's because I went to a school where there was only like fifty kids, oh. and you didn't have to wear uniform. All right, guys, I'm afraid I'm going to have to move. Yep. Okay. I'll all right. see you all next time. I think that's time. just over an hour Enjoy. anyway. So it's yeah. been great. Um, we kind of went all over the place. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week, hopefully. Um, Before yeah. second. Before yes. what? What's yes. coming up anyway? There's no more events. Time to make like banana and split. Split. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Brain Trust Brothers Network. For more information about this podcast or others, visit braintrustbros.com.